Thank you for listening to Exoplanetary. We love making the show for you, but we are reliant on your support to continue. Please consider becoming a monthly patron at patreon.com forward slash exoplanetary. If you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can do that through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash exoplanetary. You can find links and more information at our website, exoplanetarymedia.com. Also, follow us on social media. Our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash exoplanetarymedia. And you can follow us on Twitter at exoplanetarypod. Exoplanetary, the adventures of the spacefaring Wolverton family far in the future. Tonight's episode, The Monk Who Fell to Earth. Dear Mama, it's been so long since my last letter, but it's possible that you've heard of my recent adventures in the literary world. As a cleric who specializes in cataloging ancient literature and being mostly divorced from the modern scene... I had no idea what a stir my monograph on Kurt Vonnegut would cause. This unwanted celebrity led me to renounce my vow of silence so I could appear on chat shows and give lectures. I wonder how many people actually ended up reading the books. In any event, the Exoplanetary Corporation, the benefactors of my particular sect, have decided that my communication skills are not to be wasted poring over dusty old books and corrupted computer files. They have decided to dispatch me to my new assignment, a remote location I hope will cause you no anxiety. They are sending me to the Earth, and I'm scared, Mama. I'm so scared. We're breaking into the planet's atmosphere. Brace yourself for G-forces, Brother Dustin. <laughs> Mother invention to orbiting satellite. Stand by for signal lock. Signal lock achieved. <laughs> I'm afraid your attempts to communicate during re-entry are proving futile, Brother Dustin. May mm-hmm. I suggest that any statements and observations can wait until I've landed our shuttle? <laughs> your reservations are noted, Brother. This is why Exoplanetary sent me with you. Mother Invention, Unit 793-Zeta Alpha. Clerical Android First Class, possessing all of the technical information and equipment a monk might need whilst trapped in the wilderness below. Parachutes deployed! You think I could have afforded a less primitive way of arriving? Well, there were two reasons this method was selected. First, landing a more sophisticated spacecraft might have drawn attention. Second, uh, exoplanetary farm your travel arrangements out to the lowest bidder. They what? Hold tight! We're heading into a jungle! Did we live through it? Be brave, Brother Dustin. If half of what they say about the long-abandoned Earth is true, getting here will be the easiest of many dangerous adventures. (laughs) I'm not sure why I agreed to this. They would have excommunicated you. That's not the end of the world. It is if they do it by forcing you out of an airlock. (laughs) Speaking of which, the sensors are picking up no toxins, so either the sensors are broken or you won't need your gas mask. I think I'd like you to narrow it down a bit more. I'll be in here trying not to to hyperventilate. (sighs) 78% nitrogen, 20% oxygen. No radioactive or poisonous trace elements. Comfortable for humans to breathe. Goody. 
Sarcasm is unbecoming in a man of the cloth. Considering how close I came to soiling that cloth, you'll pardon me of dignity. Isn't the first thing on my mind. <laughs> my goodness, it's, it's beautiful. So unspoiled. This isn't the savage desert they promised me in the briefing. It says it must have been before humans walked the earth. A new Eden. Don't get measured for a fig leaf yet, Brother Dustin. This unspoiled Eden of yours hosts one of the larger concentrations of human life on the planet. How's that possible, Mother Invention? I can't see any shelters, any signs of civilization. The last colony ship left Earth some 400 years ago. Even then, society was beginning to break down. Those who stayed behind were wretched and dying, and these are their descendants. So you're saying... I'm saying that these humans may have no civilization, no inkling of it whatsoever. I wonder if you or our masters at Exoplanetary have considered that there may be nothing to salvage on the Earth. This demonstrates why both a human and android cleric were sent on this mission. How can you look at this dense forest, unlike anything we've been able to engineer on our colonies, and not see the presence of God? As a clerical android, I'm programmed to see his presence everywhere, Brother Dustin. I see the work of God in every direction, but the work of humanity is conspicuous by its absence. Savage humanity. Thought gives me chills. Were any of your armaments damaged in the landing? Self-diagnostic shows that my weaponry is secure. Rest easy, Brother Dustin. Mother Invention will protect you no matter what we face. And I have a feeling we'll face them in about a click in that direction. Look at them! Hundreds of savage men and women. I detect no men. Your instruments are so precise. No men at all? How could we such a large population with no men? A few of them are fighting. Maybe they killed them. <laughs> I suppose. Maybe they mate with the men and then cook and eat them. Please, Mother Invention, I'm not a well man. How will I minister to these, these feral women? Very carefully. Ooh, one just beheaded the other. Perhaps it's time to consider aborting the mission? Brother Dustin, if you abort the mission now, you'll be reassigned to the lowest, dankest cloister any cleric has ever seen. You will only ever see the light of day again from the afterlife. Mm, good point. Keep your laser weapons handy, please. Excuse me, miss? Hello? Miss, have you have you ever considered spiritual matters? I think she's busy right now. I could open fire on the crowd. That would get their attention. I think killing my future parishioners would be a little counterproductive, Mother Invention. More sword fights are breaking out. If they duel to the death, they may be killing each other at an alarming rate. By my calculation, you should have one parishioner left in 48 hours. They don't even notice us. Surely something must get their attention. Now hear this. You crazy women need to shove off. My family and I claimed this patch of land some four centuries ago, and it gets by just fine without you getting your blood and guts everywhere. I'm sick and tired of having to come down there and dig holes for all the corpses you leave behind. It might be nice for the plants, but it does my back end. I'm an old man, damn it, and I, I do not want to spend my last few years cleaning up after you filthy swine. Look, they're stopping. <laughs> they're laughing. They find it funny. Is that going to get their attention? Making them laugh? Oh, you do not know how to talk to women, do you? No wonder you chose the clergy. It had nothing to do with that. Find out where the voice on the loudspeaker is. I have an idea. 
Didn't you hear me? I said vamoose, hamstring, and don't let the forest hit you in the ass on the way out. This patch of, is my own private property, and you are soiling the, the, the soil. Now I mean it. Get out and take your swords and your clanking makeshift armor and your noise with you. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. You can hear them. Oh, very astute, Brother Dustin. He must be nearby. He's actually several miles away. This signal is coming from a primitive radio transmitter. He appears to be transmitting from a shack near the tower. Let's hurry. Well, we know he's there. I've never been so exhausted in my life. Well, if nothing else, your stay on Earth should do wonders for your weight. You monks get so little exercise. What do you mean? Wait, hold that thought. I think I see a shack. Hey, this is private property. Oh, uh, hello. I am but a humble cleric seeking shelter from the elements. Cleric? What the hell's a cleric? The clergyman? What? Man of the cloth? No. Uh, the holy man? Ooh, I read about those, but... Never met one. You can read. Of course I can read. I had to read the instruction books left behind to keep this broadcast tower running. What broadcast tower? Pretty good, huh? Had to camouflage it. Keeps the barbarians from trying to slay it like an old dragon. Make it look like a big old tree. Nobody bothers with it. How far can you broadcast with it? Well, I can reach out quite a few miles unless a mountain is in the way, but there aren't that many radios to pick anything up. Uh, How many would you say? One. Now get off my land. They paid attention to the broadcast. That's the important thing. What are you going on about? I have no desire to provoke that filthy man into a conflict, Brother Dustin. No, don't you see? No matter how sophisticated they make you robots, you really don't imagine things, do you? You might be surprised what I can imagine, Brother Dustin. The radio messages from this irascible hermit caused the Valkyries down in the valley to stop all their violence. So? So this is the way to minister to them, to make them listen to me. Well, I could build another transmitter for you. There's no reason to use this smelly man's equipment. I can still hear you. Please, help us, hermit. We have many things we can offer you. Firstly, I am not a hermit. I have a rich and varied social life. Second, there is very little some holy man and his robot can offer me. I really wish you both would stop calling me a robot. I'm a very sophisticated android. And how can you know about robots? I read. Very unpopular pastime these days, but I do it all the same. Stranger, I'm in need of your assistance. I am a pilgrim. Howdy, pilgrim. No sale. Please! What's your name? Kermit. Kermit! The not hermit. Don't make fun of my name, robot lady. We come from off-world. Of course you are. Those are the cleanest clothes I've ever seen. Did you pack soap, pilgrim? No. You're only going to miss it for the first three years. Assuming the barbarians don't kill you first. The barbarians are a nuisance to you. They are the bane of my existence. Since they arrived last year, I haven't had a decent night's sleep. Between their clanking battles all day and body war songs all night, it's been a hellish year. What if we could get them in line, make them quiet, maybe even get them to move along? (laughs) Ha! Ha! I am almost tempted, Pilgrim, if only to watch those murder-happy winches 
turn you into a fine red paste. I'm Brother Dustin, and this is my android cohort, Mother Invention. If you'll let us use your equipment and tower, we'll do what we can to tame the savages. I can only transmit a few minutes a day. My solar panels don't hold much power. You'd have to be quick. Uh, No, I think I need something that would transmit for several hours. Oh, I may regret pointing it out, but I have instructions on the repair and manufacture of solar panels. I could use the materials scattered around here and have something that would allow transmission around the clock within a few hours. Wow! What good luck that you built your shack here on this junk pile. What do you mean, junk pile? I control a veritable fortune here. You think it's easy to come by aluminum and steel these days? It might save us so much time if you could maintain a quiet air of superiority and simply assume that I'm a complete idiot. (laughs) Roger, Pilgrim, I can do that. I'll get started. My goodness! Looks like it's nearly completed and we can broadcast in the morning. Even if I am doubtful you will get the results you want, I am bound to serve you as we are both bound to serve exoplanetary. You and I have a higher calling than even exoplanetary. Yes, but your mission on this planet has less to do with that higher calling and more to do with exoplanetary's plans for this world. After centuries of terraforming hostile planets and crouching in sealed outposts, the Earth finally appears suitable for rehabilitation. It could take years, decades, a hundred years, it might never happen. Exoplanetary wishes to have this planet under its control before any of its competitors are even aware that the world is ready. Have faith, Brother Dustin, it's happening. Remember the mission. I remember turning our homeworld into a gated community, a luxury for the privileged classes, served by androids and other machines. How do they think the working classes will react to this outrage? It won't last long. The working classes? How do you figure that there are human working classes up there? Just because you and your family didn't have fancy clothes and lived in relative poverty, you might think that you are from the working classes. But having lower incomes doesn't mean you're in the workhouse. How many human beings do you think live in the solar system today, Brother Dustin? Billions. At its peak, the planet we stand on now, the Earth, held 20 billion people. This planet buckled under the strain and did what it could to cope. It rebelled with earthquakes, hurricanes, tsunamis, widespread famines, and other natural disasters. It took a hundred years for the colony shuttles to start taking the tiniest fractions of humanity, the best trained and skilled people off to the neighboring moons and planets, your ancestors, Brother Dustin. In that hundred years, ten billion people died, half of the human population of Earth. We're treading on their ashes even now. By the time the colony shuttles stopped their volley between worlds, there were only four million human beings left. Only now, after centuries, is Homo sapiens on the rebound. One billion spread out over three planets, dozens of moons, and a scattering of asteroid bases and independent space stations. And now, the cream of that crop wants to return to Earth and cultivate it using slave labor. Hey, I'm sympathetic to the rights of androids. (laughs) You think I'm commenting on the lot of my kind, Brother Dustin? No. Androids do the work out there. We don't need oxygen, so we're ideal for that. Down here, on the Earth, the slaves will be the descendants of those your ancestors left behind. You're here to tame the Earth. That means you must bring the barbarians to heel so that they will be docile enough not to bite the hands of their new masters. Nobody told me any of this. I don't believe you. 
This is the fantasy of a warped imagination, Mother Invention. Oh, so you acknowledge my imagination after all. Well then, I guess I should get back to work. When is the fighting at its worst? Oh, there are skirmishes here and there as early as dawn, but... The real fighting doesn't begin until about noon, when most of them have slept off that fermented root drink they all love. I have the prepared sermon here, Brother Dustin. Sermon? What's this now, Pilgrim? This is part of the doctrine we'll be imparting to these savages, part of our mission. Give me that gizmo. Let me read it. Another swift move like that, you walking mattress stain, and I'll have you... No, no, no. Let him read it. I want to hear what he thinks. Huh? <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What do you think? This won't fly, Pilgrim. What do you mean? Follow me, man. Let's leave Mother Motor Oil here for a minute. about as sophisticated as these broads get. These are not human beings as you know them in whatever genteel tin can you live in up there. These ladies are so primitive, half of them can barely talk. How good things have degenerated here so much? Well, best I can tell, it got this way when the educated people left and the dumb people stayed. You were going to talk about turning the other cheek. You'd have better luck teaching table manners to a cockroach. Cockroach? What's that? Local fauna. We ate some for supper last night. Oh, it tastes like shrimp. You're welcome to broadcast whatever you want, Pilgrim, but they have no frame of reference. You're really at square one when it comes to basic kindness and critical thinking. I... I'll adjust things considerably. Ha! You are bleeding! Never call me ugly, ugly! Hmm... What do you mean we aren't using the sermon? It won't be practical. Not yet. Too many ideas they aren't sophisticated enough to understand. Most religion only does you any good if you're thinking deeply about it. I don't think these barbarian women have the attention span. I don't see how that matters. Actually, search your memory for soothing music. I have an idea. My name is Brother Dustin. Where is the loud old man? Today, I am going to speak to you about emotions. How things make you feel. How does it make you feel when someone calls you a name? It makes me feel stabby. I feel stabby. Where is the loud man? I wish to hear him. Did you know that when you call someone a name... It probably makes them feel the same way. 
makes them want to call you a name, too? Yes! Retaliation! But wouldn't it be nice if the name-calling stopped altogether? And instead of fighting, you had a nice talk about your day, or even the weather? The sun is out. It is warm. A good day for battle. Who is this soft man who speaks of such things? You see, Kermit, they stopped. They stopped fighting, and they're quiet. It's a definite improvement, Pilgrim, but you can't retrain them in one afternoon. I am actually forced to agree with Mr. Mildew. Hey! A sudden change is no sign of long-term success. Well, you two can gang up on me all you want. I'm pleased with what I got. Ho there. What? Uh Uh-oh. Marge, one true queen of the forest, demands parley with the soft man. Soft man? Well, that could only be you. You're the softest man for thousands of meters in any direction. I am Brother Dustin. Oh my gosh. I, I take it you heard the broadcast. You are so soft. Um. I wish to squeeze you. Um, no, please don't. No, I, Sonia, true queen of the forest, wishes to squeeze the soft man. I got here first. I wanted him first. There, there will be no... No squeezing until the swords are put away. There. That makes me happy. My, my. So you brought everyone up the hill. You spoke of soft things. I wish for you to speak these things to me, and me alone. You have all the nice things. I want a nice thing for myself. You have all the nice things. Ladies, please. Fighting only breaks the nice things. (gasps) You can all have nice things if you only learn to be gentle. And care. I, Marge, the true queen, shall be gentle. No, I am the true queen, and I wish to have the softness against my bosom in my tent. You, puppy! No swords! That's better. You can all have the nice things you want. All of you. I will teach you. But there must be a truce. I cannot teach you if you're fighting. (laughs) They want everything from a man who has nothing to give them, Brother Kermit. It seems as if they truly are ready for deeper spiritual matters, after all. They seem to respond to him, but how long before one of them gets selfish and wants that soft man all to herself? (laughs) Well, then I throw you to the other as a consolation prize. Failing that, I break out the armory. In closing this letter which may be the last I ever write to you, I do not know what I will find in this wilderness, Mama, but I bring with me the comfort that I am building upon a foundation of good intentions, of teaching these poor unfortunates that we have not abandoned them forever, but are returning to bring them the salvation they have been waiting for. I only hope I know what I'm doing. You have been listening to Exoplanetary, The Monk Who Fell to Earth, written by C. Christopher Hart. Directed by Melissa Schenter. Performed by... Bobby Eversman as Brother Dustin. Stephanie Lee as Mother Invention. Furiel Elliott as Marge, the one true queen of the forest. Brooke Higgins as Sonia, the other true queen of the forest. Alicia Huney and Melissa Schenter as Warrior Women. And Bill Terry as Brother Kermit. Sound editing and effects by Danger Marshall.